NCAA tournament is here. We get our first look at the Arizona State Sun Devils in the first four tonight against Nevada in Dayton. And then the big part of the bracket starts tomorrow. And we've got the premier guest to help us break it all down from ESPN College basketball analyst Jay Billis, kind enough to join us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Jay, thanks so much for making some time for us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I will point people immediately to your piece on ESPN.com where you pick uh, every single game in the uh, tournament. It's just chock full of information on all the teams that are remaining. And spoiler alert, Jay's got the Arizona Wildcats winning the whole thing. And I want to know, Jay, from your uh, vantage point to let our listeners know, too, that haven't read the piece. What is it in that pick that uh, about Arizona that leads you to that? And how much of it is the bracket that they are in, the region that they're in? Part of it's the the bracket and part of it's some of the other teams that I feel are good enough to to win the whole thing. Um, I think there are only like eight or nine teams that can win the whole thing. There are a number of teams that can make a Final Four. To navigate a region is a lot different than winning the whole thing. But, um, you know, I just like Arizona's makeup of their team. I I actually thought they would uh, uh, do a little bit better last year uh, than than they did in the tournament, but they ran into a tough draw with Houston. But uh, they're legit. Um, You know, they've got great big guys that can really run. And uh, and they're solid at every position. They may not be spectacular at every position, but they're solid at every spot. And they play. Uh, they can play fast. They've proven they can play slow. Um, you know, I had them uh, a couple times, but I, a few times, but I had them in their uh, game against UCLA at McHale, where they I thought proved they could play a, a slower paced physical game and still win. I know it was a home game, but. Um, you know, I just like the makeup of their team. I think Tommy's a really good coach, and, and they've got a great shot to, to do something special. Yeah, and I think the hiring of Tommy Lloyd has just been so fortuitous for them. He's kind of really kind of pushed all the right pieces. Uh, I'm going to ask you about another successor at another uh, Blue Blood program because for years people used to say, oh, man, pity the poor guy who replaces Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. you got a first-year head coach who made ACC history going unbeaten in home, and you've got a 26-win team uh, that some people say is good enough to win it all. What would that mean for, for John Shayer to, to come out and do something like that, Jay? Well, it would be great, but but he's already done everything you could want out of any coach, let alone one who's following a, a legend. But John's his own man. He's done, uh, you know, he's run things the way he sees fit, and he's really been patient in bringing a young team along that's had a lot of injuries. And I think this is right. It's either seventeen or eighteen. There's, there, I think there's seventeen and one when they have their full complement of players. And that's pretty damn good. Um, and I don't know whether the committee looks at that kind of thing. I was a little surprised after winning the ACC tournament that they were a, and then they'd won nine in a row, that they were a, uh, a five seed. I thought they were worthy of the three line with what they'd accomplished. But, you know, reasonable minds can differ on that. But John's the real deal, and, uh, and I'm not surprised at how well he's done. Talking to Jay Billis, ESPN College basketball analyst here on Arizona Sports uh, and Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, now, a team that, uh, if Arizona does indeed get to the Final Four and win the whole thing, uh, you've got them having to go through the top seed, Alabama, a team that's got a lot of eyeballs on it for uh, non-basketball reasons right now. In your mind, how do you think Alabama has handled this controversy with Brandon Miller, and do you think it becomes more intense as we get further into the tournament? Well, there'll be media stories and questions about it, but um, I think Alabama's 
behaved in a reasonable fashion here. Uh, Brandon Miller wasn't charged because there was nothing, you know, there was no crime committed by him. And I, I think, you know, if they, if they had anything to charge him with, they charged him. Yes. And um, uh, so, you know, he has rights as an individual, and I think the university respected those rights. It's certainly not a, a pleasant incident. It's horribly tragic. But I think I think the university, with regard to the decisions they've made, has handled things in a reasonable fashion. We talked to uh, Brian Mueller, who's the president of Grand Canyon University. They're actually in the tournament with Bryce Drew, and they're taking on Gonzaga. But he said something to stop Vinny and I both in our tracks. He, he thinks because of the transfer portal, because of NILs in particular, it's going to be the greatest thing that happens to college. Not the greatest, but it's going to be something that helps college basketball keep kids in school, and it's going to have a dramatic effect over the course of time. Could we be looking at a renaissance period for college basketball, and does the sport even need one? Yeah, I don't know what a renaissance means, but but uh, I think if you believe in education that the best place for a young adult to be is in college, uh, why would you want to uh, to put the brakes on that? Um, you know, th- this is really about fundamental fairness and and the rights of of the players to be treated like anyone else. And for over a hundred years, uh, you know, the NCAA says that athletes are are students who just happen to be athletes, and they're students to be treated like any other student. And they're not treated like any other student. They, they're they're restricted, and they're restricted by a, a cartel essentially that makes these rules that says, okay, here's what you're allowed, and nothing more. And no other student is told that, and they've gotten away with that for a long time, but they're not getting away with it anymore. The courts have caught on, and uh, and state. Uh, legislatures have caught on and now players can do you know minimally they can make money off the floor off the uh, off the field uh, but they should be allowed pay by their universities if the university so chooses i mean all these schools are market competitors against one another and all these conferences are the same way they're market competitors and they compete for talent they compete for media rights dollars they compete for eyeballs they compete for everything and there's no reason that they shouldn't compete in the marketplace for uh, for on court or uh, or on field talent. And uh, and I think we're going to see that this is right now. It's different. And so when people see a player in a commercial, <laughs> excuse me, it's different. And they uh, they don't know what to make of it because they haven't seen it before. But we haven't seen one person turn away from college sports because uh, you know it's not amateur anymore. It never has been. Uh, but but now you know now players can make money. They still go to school. They still do their homework. They still do the same things they've always done. You know, all you really need to, for college sports is to be enrolled as a student, and that's it. And uh, these universities employ thousands of students, and they claim that they don't. They pretend they don't, but they employ thousands of students. So there's no reason that they can't employ athletes if they choose. Talking college basketball with uh, Jay Billis of ESPN here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Before we let you go, we appreciate your time. Wanted to get your thoughts on Arizona State. They eat their way into the tournament. They've got a first four game tonight against Nevada. I think what we can expect from Bobby Hurley's team, more often than not, they're going to get after you defensively. But his style is to empower his guards, and the shot selection isn't always there. They're not a good shooting team. How do you size up their chances in tonight's game? And if they can get past Nevada, how would you size them up against TCU? 
Well, Nevada's pretty good. Um, they were on the cut line. All, all these teams we're talking about were on the cut line, and there were there were teams that were perhaps uh, better than they were and made better cases that didn't get in. Uh, but that happens every year. But you know, there there have been teams that have gone into this first four and have done really well. Um, you know, Arizona State's got good players, and and they have a they certainly have a chance to win tonight. Um, I think Nevada, uh, you know, they've got Jared Lucas, who played at Oregon State, Will Baker, who played at Texas. They've got good players, and they shoot it really well. Uh, and they make free throws, which is is uh, is going to be an issue because Arizona State is uh, is aggressive and they can put you at the foul line at times. Um, so I think it'll be a good game. I mean, who knows who's going to win? But TCU is a little bit of a different different yeah. animal. They're they're pretty physical, and uh, and their their guards are really fast. I mean, they. Uh, Mike Miles Jr. and Damian Baugh are really good guards. Uh, so obviously I would favor TCU against either one of those teams. TCU is better. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but but they're a better team. Yeah, Jay, thanks for spending some time yeah, with us you, right on, the, uh, on the precipice of the tournament. We really appreciate it.